Yes. Um, this is what saying yes to God summarized means. It simply means this. Yielding to what God wants you to do. Um, hey, Mercedes, miss seeing you at church. I know you've not been feeling well. <clears throat> um, yielding, yielding um, to what God wants you to do. That's 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 the non-fancy uh, way of putting it, you know. Oftentimes you hear that from um, people who are, you know, preaching, people who are uh, leading worship or leading a song, or even for people who are just speaking or talking to uh, individuals. And they're always saying, say yes to God, say yes to God. But what does that mean? It means putting what you want to do on the back burner and doing what God says do, even when you have no clue um, what to do about it. Just do it. And it, that's scary. Uh, but again, it's you yielding uh, your way and uh, your desires uh, to the will of God. That's what that's what saying yes to God is. It's that that what you want no longer matters. Your plans, your agenda, hey, Miss Charles, all of that out the window. Um, that's all it means. Um, Noah said yes to God when God asked him to build the ark. Now, mind you, Noah did this and God says, tell the people it's going to rain. Now, mind you, it had never rained before because when you read scripture, when God wanted to uh, moisten the earth, fertilize the earth, the scripture says that, that a mist would come up from the earth. And so here you have Noah who receives instructions from God to build the ark and had never witnessed, witnessed rain before. Because again, scripture says when God wanted to moisten the earth, that a mist would come up from the earth. And so God says, it's going to rain. And I want you to do this. Uh, hey, Chris, and he did it. Um, Joseph said yes to God uh, when God literally uh, and, and, and this is not um, in scripture word for word as in, as in he's saying yes but the act of what he did was yes uh, when, when Joseph forgave his brothers uh for selling him into slavery, that's a yes to God. Uh, Moses said yes to God when when God told him, go, go tell Pharaoh uh, to let my people go. 
Rahab said yes to God when when she was asked when she hid the Israelites spies and risked her own life and the life of her family. That was her way of saying yes. Uh, when David took on the awesome task to uh, fight Goliath and to defend the name of the God of Israel, that was him saying yes to God. When Daniel refused to bow um, and worship any other gods, that was uh, all people. That was his way of saying yes to God. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow down to the music to worship that graven golden image, that that was their way of saying yes to God. When 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 Mary was summoned as a kid to, and told she was going to carry um, that Emmanuel child, uh, she said she was favored. That was that was her way of saying yes to God. When Paul, when Saul was knocked off that beast on the Damascus Road, he, he what will you have me to do? That was his way of saying, saying yes to God. And so I guess I did that, that uh, list of names to suggest tonight that um, if you have said yes to God, you are in good company. Um, if you have yet to say yes to God, tonight's your night um, to do to do just that. Now, here is here is one of the things about saying yes to God. Um, you're not going to get the whole story or the whole picture of the assignment um, because saying yes to God is ultimately um a faith move it's a it's a faith move uh, god won't give you the whole story he may give you a screenshot or a snapshot uh here and there but you're not going to have the whole whole story moses didn't have the whole story Noah didn't have the whole story. Our subject character tonight, Abram didn't have the whole story. But that's what Paul said, that we walk by faith and uh, not by sight. I'll say yes, Lord. I'll say yes uh, to your will and to your way. Uh, when your spirit speaks to me, with my whole heart, I'll agree. And 
my answer will be yes. Lord, yes. Here is the thing about saying no to God when you've been summoned for an assignment. Um, you put yourself in a position for God to reach you by any means necessary. I'm not sure if I can repeat that again, but but when you say no to God, you, you put yourself in a position for God to reach you by any means necessary because when God is speaking to you, all you have to do literally is surrender your will to his, surrender your way to his. And guess what? It could be an easy transition from your will to his will. But when you want to uh, reject and resist his will, uh, because you reject it and because you resist it doesn't mean that you won't do it. It means you literally are making the journey more difficult for yourself because if God has to lay you down, if he has to knock you down, if he has to lock you up, if he has to take away from you in order to get your attention, to get you uh, to commune with him, in the words of the late El, El Haj, El Malik, El Shabazz, Malcolm X, he will get your attention by any means necessary. And so tonight I would implore you that if God is pricking at your heart, if God is knocking on your front door, if God, if you know that God has, has an assignment for you, then it's much easier for you to come voluntarily as opposed to him having to as some would say in the in an urban context uh, apply a little pressure and ultimately one who says the one who said yes to God in that that means the most to us is Jesus Christ um, and saying yes to God won't always be the assignment that you may have won't always be empty but that's what Jesus says I don't want to drink this cup but it's not about me it's about purpose and destiny. And I know what's in this cup, death, suffering, a cross, uh, betrayal, uh, rejection, denial, uh, the sins of humanity, that's in that cup. But Jesus said yes when he said, not, not as I will, but as you will, not, not my will, Lord. But but thy will be done into the night. Um, Abram. Yeah, man. 
God interrupts his entire life. God interrupts his life because that's what God does. Because, watch this, the line from the hymn, as you yield him, your body and soul is your all on the altar. Again, that line, as you yield him, your body and soul. And when you yield him, he interrupts your agenda. He interrupts your calendar. He interrupts your plan. He interrupts your, all of it. He, he interrupts because guess what? I know for those who are narcissistic and self-indulged, this is not about you. It's not about you. This is not about what you want and what you think and what you had planned and your five-year plan and your two-year plan and where you saw yourself in two years or in a year or in five years from now. God says, I don't operate based upon your, your, your vision board. Don't, 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 don't try to pinpoint me and my will for your life to your vision board or to your journal because I'm big enough to come in and interrupt all of that. And as much as you plan and write and you have five-year plan and three-year plan and vision board and you have journaled out your what, what you think uh, your life should be and will be in the next year, two, three, four, five, six, seven, do this. Leave room for God to interrupt your plans. As a matter of fact, you might want to write that down. You might want to leave room to put that in the notes for yourself in your phone where you can see it. Leave room for God to interrupt your plans. Because I'm a witness, he'll do it. God has always, throughout my life, God has always interrupted. Can I be honest with you all? And I and, and I ain't pouring no salt on Jesus. God has never cared about my plans. That's my testimony. God has never cared about my plans. Everything I thought I would do and wanted to do from finishing college to joining uh, the Marine Corps to going uh, to, to, to uh, officers candidate school to become an officer in the Corps, uh, that didn't work out. To, to wanting to be uh, a cop, that didn't work out. To, to uh, wanting to stay 
in the funeral home business, that didn't work out. To, to not wanting to preach, that didn't work out. It, everything I wanted to do, God always interrupted. So when I tell you, no matter what, no matter how you plan life, and, the good, and again, it's good to plan, it's good to map out, it's good to have vision, it's good uh, to write it down, uh, write the vision, make it plain. I get that. But also leave room for God to say, no, you ain't going there. You're going here. No, you're not doing this. You're doing that. And if I have to force you and drag you to do it, you're going to do it. Because the end result is if you don't do it, then you run the risk of me taking my hand off of you and leaving you to your own vices. Abraham, his life was interrupted by God. Now here is the here is here is the here is here is the thing, child, church. Verse one says, "Now the Lord said to to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you." Uh, number one, church, watch this. Your yes, your yes will move you out of your comfort zone. Your yes will always move you out of your comfort zone. How do we know that? Because we can read. Uh, the text says, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house. You can never say yes and remain comfortable. Write that down. You can never say yes and remain comfortable. Whenever you say yes to God's will, God's way, and God's plan for your life, you can never remain comfortable because God will move you out of your comfort zone. <clears throat> Leave your country, the place you know, your home, the place you were raised, the only place you know. But don't just leave home. Leave your kindred, not just your friends, but the people with your bloodline, the people with your last name, the people cuz and, and sis and bruh. You have to leave them behind. You have to leave them behind. And guess what? Some of you are forfeiting and you have aborted and will abort God's plan for your life. Why? Because you can't leave your mama. You can't leave your daddy. And you're trying to negotiate and cut a deal with God. Well, God, you know, my mom needs me. Well, God, you know, my dad doesn't have anyone or, 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 or God... Uh, uh, you know, God, you know, this is home. I don't want to go anywhere. I'm comfortable here. I was. You can't cut a deal with God and no one thing. It is not you taking care of your people, be it parent, child, or sibling. It is God taking care of them. And sometimes, watch this, 
your family are bad influences on your walk with God. And sometimes your family, uh, because normally when we have these plans, we discuss them with family. And guess what? Sometimes family can be the first uh, the first group of people to pour salt on you. Well, you know, if I were you, I wouldn't do it. I mean, why you want to leave? Not now. Mama getting older. I'm by myself. You know, I mean, I mean, you don't know nobody there. You ain't got no family there or no friends there. You, I, I mean, it, I mean, the economy is bad. I mean, it's COVID, and 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 uh, uh, the economy ain't too good. And you know, the prices of of of, of material and homes are going up. I, if I were you, I, I just wouldn't do it. I mean, I mean, I, I, if I were you, I, I just wouldn't do it. Here is the thing, right? Like, you ain't me. He didn't talk to you. He talked to me. Which means you might want to be quiet and not tell folk what God told you. Why? Because they can't handle the revelation and the purpose for your life. This is bigger than what humans think. It is bigger and I, I know you value the opinion of, you know, your mom and your daddy and your people. Uh, and, and I get it. Wisdom is found among men. But when God says do something, do it. And I get it. It moves you out of your comfort zone. You're comfortable. And when you're comfortable, you become stagnant. And when you become comfortable and stagnant, you die. And time passes you by. And now you're 50, 55, 60, 65, 70. And now you're bitter as hell. Why? Because you did not do what God said do. And now you're trying to live vicariously through your children are met at other people who've accomplished great things for God. Why? Because they said yes. And now you sitting there with a bunch of cats uh, under 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 a blanket talking about that could have been me. I can sing better than she can sing. Yeah, but she said yes. I'm smarter than she was, and then he is. Yeah, but he said yes. I can preach better than he can. Yeah, but he said yes. And whenever you say yes, you, you perhaps you aren't the most gifted or the most qualified. But guess what? When you say when you say yes, God will breathe on your yes. And when you say yes, God will make a way out of no way. And when you say yes, God will supply all of your needs. And when you say yes, God will put your name in the mouths of people who you don't know, when you say yes, God will put your name in the minds and conversations of people who can open doors for you. Because guess what? Faith and favor always produce blessings. And so please don't forfeit your miracle. Please don't forfeit your, 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 your purpose and your destiny because you're comfortable. 
and you're scared. Because guess what? Fear will always, you, you can always find the reason why you shouldn't. But the reason why you should is because God said it's time to go. And tonight, who am I talking to? God said it's time to go. Time to pack up. It's time to go. Why? Because um, one of my preaching heroes says, it takes strength to leave. You can't, you can't leave in fear. It takes strength to walk away. Yeah. It, it takes strength to walk away. It takes strength to walk away. And even in my own transition, I can look back and the first time God told me to walk away, I was, uh, uh, I mentioned this Sunday, uh, I was scrubbing in the cardiac cath lab uh, at the hospital back in my hometown and I was pastoring too. And when they raised my salary to a certain amount, God said to me, leave. Now I'm, I'm making it because I'm pastoring the church and I have a job. And God said, walk away. You want me to walk away from a job? The, the, the church salary ain't that much. Leave. And, and, and I ain't gonna lie, I scared, I was petrified. Number one, this God, number two, what am I gonna tell Nikki? I'm gonna go home and tell Nikki, hey man, I'm, I'm about to walk away from this job, seven to three, Monday through Friday, sounds pretty good. Uh, I'm newly married, you know, I think Jeff was born then and I got a wife and a son, and God said, walk away. How is that going to go down? Fearful. I talked to my boy, Dr. Kurt Clark, and Kurt said, Jordan, if, if that's what God said, man, do it, he'll make a way. Well, Kurt's always the bright side somewhere. And uh, went home, prayed about it several days, and uh, I pulled the trigger and told Nikki, and I said, hey, man, I'm, I, this is what God said, but I'm scared. And this is what she said to me. You have to believe what you preach, William. And you can't expect the people at church to have faith and their pastor don't have faith. Now I'm convicted. I'm ashamed, I'm embarrassed because my my wife has more faith than I have and I'm the head of the house and the pastor. And I walked away. Times got tight, but he always made a way. I was there four years. 27 years old, and God opened the door in Port Arthur, Texas. Nikki and I had never lived away from home. Our parents, our family, 27 years old. Jeff's a, 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 a 
a toddler and God said, leave home. Scared, left. There are two years in Port Arthur. I thought I would be there at least five or 10 years. In two years, God said, go. Houston, I'm from I'm from Alexandria, small country, small little town. That's, that's the city. Scared again, God said, go. And you know where I am now. My point is this, you can never become comfortable and do what God said do. It will always be scary. It'll always be uncomfortable, but guess what? It will always be worth it. And this is my testimony. He has always come through. He has always made a way. That's my testimony. Even when I was broke. And guess what? My being broke was not because he didn't make a way. It's because I was bad with money. He's always made a way. So use that to say, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable. You may have to leave home, family, and walk away. But it takes strength to walk away. Walk away. Yeah, you walk away. If God said it, you're not going to get the whole story. And don't ask other people advice on what God told you. You must hear his voice and be obedient. But no one thing, it's hard to be obedient to the voice of God when you've already decided on what you want him to say to you. Second of all, saying yes requires faith. You you can't you can't walk away minus faith folks. And the church folk Love to talk about faith and shout about faith, but faith takes strength. You can't be scared on a faith walk. I mean, it's what it's what Steve Harvey says. You just got to go to the end of the cliff and jump off and expect God to catch you. Yeah. Yeah. And when we were broke, because sometimes we were broke. First church, second church, whatever. We were broke. And the phone would ring. Hey, man, can you come preach Sunday? So-and-so canceled. Hey, can you come preach tonight? So-and-so got sick. Hey, what you doing next week? My God canceled. Can you come preach two days for me? He's always made a way.
it takes faith. Right, 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 right. Well, during the transition of this new church plant fellowship, Nikki was um, a contract employee for the for the funeral home, and for a while they let her go and uh that was scary because i'm saying to myself i'm about to plant a church and now she ain't got no job and for several weeks we week i would call friends and potential interviews and every door that we tried to open up for her God shut it, and I, I saw her going into a slump. Frustration, depression, and the boss man called her back and offered her equivalent to office manager of the funeral home contract. And in that moment, God gave her a job making more money than she's ever made in her life. I saw God do that. It takes faith, folks. You can't do this amount of faith. And you can't do this weak. And sometimes God wants you to leave family and country and friends because guess what? They ain't going nowhere. They stuck. They're stagnant. Their lives are nothing. And guess what? They will breathe and put that negativity of stagnation on you. That's why God wants you to leave. That's why God said, don't call her back. That's why God said, don't text him back. That's why God said, shut your mouth. I told you, don't you tell them why. Because it takes strength to have faith. You can't be weak and have faith. And you cannot know the whole story. And you just gonna have to trust it. Folks, I walked away from a 19 year church, man. I would have made 20 years this year. Who does that? I turned down a quote unquote mega church in the Midwest to do this. And guess what? It was the best decision of my life. Was it scary? Absolutely. Did folk talk about me? Still are. But guess what? I'm still walking on the water. That's for you, Chester.
Why? Because, and here is the thing about faith. Let, let me let me let me let me put this in your gumbo. That the people who preach faith and the people who teach faith and the people who say amen to faith will be the ones who tear you down when you operate in faith. Did you hear, did you hear what I said? The people who preach faith. The people who teach faith, the people who say amen to faith. When you operate in faith, they can't handle it. Why? Because they're too scared to do it. Because it's one thing to preach it. It's something else to do it. It's one thing to sing it. It's something else to do it. Is one thing to say amen to it is something else to do it. So prepare yourself. And I'm trying to help you tonight. Prepare yourself for the foolishness. Oh, they're going to talk. Oh, you oh, you crazy. You're going to walk away from that. Oh, man, if I was you, I wouldn't do that. I mean, you're going to walk. Man, that, that's a job, man. That's a dream job. Negro, that, that, uh, it's a dream job for you because you ain't in the meeting. They killing me. My stress level up here, blood pressure up here. You sitting outside looking in, talking, oh, man, if I was you, oh, if I was you, I wouldn't do that. Oh, man, if I would, no, girl, I mean, girl, you crazy. You can't be totally sane and do this no way. Yeah. You can't be totally sane and do this, man, because this takes radical faith yeah and so be, be prepare yourself that whenever you operate in faith the people who preach faith teach faith and say amen to faith and shout behind faith and sing and 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 sing and sing about faith and dance and have a praise break and book and 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 tongue talk when you operate in faith they gonna say you crazy but but ooh, it almost slipped out. But be but but just have faith, child of God. Yeah. And you see, you're gonna have to have tunnel vision. But guess what? When you walk by faith, and when God ordains what he maintains, them same folk who called you crazy, when they see you, oh doc. You doing it. Oh, doc. Oh, man, I'm happy for you. No, you, you, you're the Okay, bless you. Bless you. Because <laughs> guess what? When you operate in faith, you're going to have folk waiting on you to fail. You're going to have folk uh, hoping you fail. You, you're going to be the subject of group text messages. You, you're going to be the subject 
of 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 of, of conversations at happy hour. You you gonna do all of that, but when they see you make it. They gonna fake congratulate you, and some gonna continue to hate. But the hell with them, because if God be for you, who can be against you? It takes faith, my friend. Operate in faith. Let them talk. Do you think? Do you really think folk didn't didn't say April, uh, uh, Noah was crazy? Do you really think folk didn't talk about Abram like he was a low-down dog? Do you really think folk didn't say Abram done lost his mind? Do you really think folk said Noah on that stuff? You know he drank. He around here hammering, nailing, sawing, talking about it's going to rain. Fool, what you talking about? Ain't no rain. Do you really think, do you really think Folk then say Abram done lost his mind. This man done told Sarah they finna leave home and don't have no clue where they're going. Don't don't Abram child, he it, it got to be dementia. Got to be uh, got got to be Alzheimer's or if you if you real black, Alzheimer's. It, it I mean he it, he got to be crazy, but guess what? Be crazy. Be crazy in their eyesight but be faithful in God's eyesight. And when you are crazy in their eyesight and faithful in God's eyesight, let them talk. And guess what? God gonna bless you in their face. As a result of, Abraham, of Abram's faith, guess what? That's been thousands of years ago and Abram is still being talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how long this was ago? Thousands and thousands of years ago. And Abram's name is still loud in the family of faith. And he is the father of many nations. Why? Why? Because he was crazy in the eyesight of his people. But he was radical enough in the eyesight of God to say, let's roll with it. Let's roll with it. <laughs> let's roll with it. If you said that, let, I'm, look here, that, I'm, look here, doc, I'm rolling with it. And guess what? You're going to need at least one or two ride or die folk in your camp to say, hey, doc, if, if, hey, I'm with you, doc. We'll be going. I don't know. What? I don't know. What do you mean? God said go. What? Where we going? I don't know. Don't know. Where we leaving? In the morning? Yeah. God said go. Where we going? Didn't I tell you I don't know? All he told me was leave, and he gonna tell me when we get there. Folks, you got to be crazy enough to do what God said do. You got to be radical enough to move beyond Baptist church. Uh, and that's one more thing. Stop letting Negroes put you in a box. Yeah, see, I don't have, 
I, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you ain't got to, and stop, and, and hear this too. You ain't got to defend what God said, do, do it. You ain't got to explain to Reverend so-and-so and Dr. So-and-so and Deacon so-and-so and Mama so-and-so, do it. Just do it. It takes radical faith, but do it. I'm done. I kept you too long. But 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 verse four says, uh, when Abraham did all that child, guess what? I'm I'm done. Uh he was 75 years old. No one thinks that there's no age restriction when you say yes to God. Don't tell me you're too old. Don't tell me you 70, 75. And you can't start over or you can't do this. Abram was 75 when he left home. Why? Because whenever God gives you a vision and a purpose, watch this. He keeps you strong enough to maintain it. And if you're young like David was. He'll give you strength in your youth. He'll give you wisdom in your youth. Folks, ain't no age to just, uh, limits on God. God will keep your mind. God will keep your health. Because again, Donald Lawrence says, what he ordains, what God ordains, he will maintain. Yeah. He covered me. Yeah. That was that, that, that what Donald said. Yeah. Hand of protection all around me. Not for your grace and your mercy. Yeah. He covered me. Yeah. When God calls you, he covers you. When God calls you, he maintains you. Because guess what? You're not going to die or lose your mind until you have exhausted the purpose for God in your life. And they talked. Come on, see, stop trying to whitewash this Bible like these folk just did this and they have no hell behind it. They were humans. Abram left home, child, and Sarah was crazy enough to follow that Negro. She crazy too. And the people with, they crazy too. All of them crazy. And guess what? They're dead and we don't even know their names. And we still know the name of Abraham and Sarah. Guess what, folks? The people who have no purpose, no destiny, they will pour salt on you. They will discourage you. And guess what? You got to have the strength to do what you've been called to do. Why? Because when they die, they just dead. You know their name. Who that? Who died? Oh. oh, okay. Condolences. No clue who it is. But when you die, guess what? Your name going to ring loud. Why? Because you fulfilled 
the purpose and the destiny of God. And whenever you do that, God won't let your name die. Oh my God. When you when you do what God says do long after you die, your name, do you not know how long after I die, folk gonna still call my name? Ain't because I'm special. But they gonna say that that Jordan left that church after 19 years and was was and was fool enough to start a church in a pandemic. He been dead and fellowship still going on. He didn't retire, died. Because when I when I, when I retire, when I retire, I'm gonna retire at 65. I hope 70 years old and go to the Episcopalian church and drink real wine for communion with the white people. But long after I'm dead. Long after I'm dead, they're going to say that this church was birthed in a pandemic. Walked away by faith. Walked away by faith. Y'all call me special. Y'all can call me crazy. That's fine. And I've been crazy. I've been special. You should, I, I could have told y'all that. You, you ain't got to tell me. I told you that. Long after I'm dead, guess what? My name going to be in the history of the Fellowship Church. My face going to be on the wall of the Fellowship Church. Why? Because I had the radical faith to do what God said do when the Negro said, he just crazy, man. He gonna fall on his face. That ain't gonna work. It's a pandemic. He's crazy. Be crazy enough to do it. That after you're dead, they still gonna call your name. All the folk who said Abraham was Abram was crazy. They dead. And we have no clue who they are. And in 2022, we are still talking about Abram. 60, 62, 65, 70, 50, 80, 85, 90, wherever you are. If God has purposed for you, he'll give you strength. He'll keep your mind. He'll give you strength in your legs. He'll keep your heart beating to accomplish the will, his will, for your life. And if you're young, don't despise your youth. If you're young, ask him for wisdom if he's called you. Tonight, I challenge you to say yes. Yes to preach. Don't tell me, don't, don't tell me you, you a woman. They, they, they not, they not going to accept me. Go where they will accept you. Leave. Leave, leave your home church. If God called you to preach this, leave your home church. Leave that misogynistic 
sexist environment and go somewhere where you can preach in peace. Absolutely. If God said do the business, start the business. If God said go back to school, go back to school. If God said do it, do it. Do it. Say yes. Not just in Shirley Caesar's song, but say yes in your soul. Amen. Amen. And my answer will be yes. Lord, yes. Amen. Amen. Don't wake up old and bitter. Don't let, don't let 10 years pass and you wake up to my man, I should have. Why didn't I? I could have. Because guess what? You're going to let your wife, your mama, your spouse, and your sister talk you out of everything. And then you're going to wake up and see them at Thanksgiving dinner and cuss them all out. I listen to you. I'd have missed my blessing, missed my breakthrough. I could have been this, I could have been that, but I listen to you and you ain't nothing and I ain't nothing. Don't do that. Say yes. Say yes. Do it. You scared? Do it. But stop saying you trust God and show God you trust him. Anybody can say it. Yeah, this side. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. Don't wake up 10 years from now, man. Don't wake up. Don't wake up 20 years from now time out, man. Why didn't I take that job? Why didn't I go back to school? Why didn't I preach? Why don't I walk away? And now you're living with regret. You're going to live with regret. And, and let me tell you something. I'm done. I promise you I'm done. Don't die full. When you die, die empty. Empty yourself of God's will for your life. But most of all, when you die, don't die bitter. Die like Paul. I fought a good fight. <laughs> I've kept the faith. I have finished my course. I ain't got enough to do. I did it all. I can be poured out as a drink offering. I have done all that was to do assigned to my hands. I'm done. Don't die full and don't die empty. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be unto God. Forgive my, forgive my 